We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,252 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. It's good. I'm glad to hear it. We did have a little uh, delay today because of technical difficulties, but um, by the time the listener gets a hold of this, they won't know any different. So I suppose that we will just get started. We might abbreviate this one just slightly because of the long delay we had. And the reason for the long delay, when I say technical difficulties, we had to shut everything down because I or he or one of the other of us, we, we had severe thunderstorms rolling through. And when you have thousands, literally thousands of dollars in hardware and recording equipment and software and everything else, you just don't want to risk it. So sometimes there are those. And I mean, even though we have insurance and all that stuff, that takes time for it to go through and you're off the air the entire time. So it's better to be safe than sorry. So that's what we did. So that's why we would probably have to cut this one a little short today because we have time constraints that we have to abide by for ourselves as well. Anyhow, on with the events of the day. What stood out to you? Do you want to talk about Maui? Do you want to talk about the nonsense with the indictments? I, I really, really want to try and stay as far away from that as possible because I just don't, I don't care. And it's getting so much attention that it's almost frightening. But what's even more frightening has been the Maui thing. I've seen so many conspiracy theories over the last few days. It's incredible. I've heard lasers from space. I've heard this is all like Oprah's fault or something. And this is Obama's fault. And Bill Gates is going to buy everything. And it's just it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But before we before we get to where you are, would you like to see Biden's official response to the Maui burning? This is it. Um, yeah. For the listeners, he's uh, on the beach. Um, taking the snooze. Yeah, taking the snooze. When the reporters um, approached him on the beach, they said, uh, do you have any comment on what's going on in uh, in Maui with the wildfires? And he said, no comment. And then he went over and plopped down into his sun lounger. Yeah, he uh, I think he donated like seven hundred dollars to the emergency fund or something like that for them, his personal. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. This guy's mm -hmm. made how many millions from from the Chinese and the Russians? And he gave seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And the the company that his son worked with got an over billion dollar deal with China. So yeah, um, but she? they don't they don't have any money to. Yeah, they're yeah. just well, you know poor. Yeah, not not she, but didn't he 
take like 23 million? I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Didn't you take like 23 million from the mayor of Moscow's wife from a business deal they had? Yeah, he took some money from the yeah, Moscow wife and uh, the mayor's wife and the other dealings he's done in the past with Ukraine, with Beijing, with uh, Latvia, with uh, the Middle East, um, you know, the contractor deals that they've uh, the mm-hmm. family has gotten there. Um, yeah. And the big guy getting some payments there and not to mention all the um, investigations that are going on at the uh, Congress level uh, of all of this. Um, we've had testimony now that have come out and said, yeah, they've been uh, using their position of power to uh, make money. And uh, uh, yeah, but to to kind of add to the conspiracy thing about uh, the uh, Maui uh, incident, they were basically saying it was a utility company. Uh, they weren't keeping things up to date, maintenanced, and there was uh, a fire that ensued. The state has now said, they're looking to buy up all the land that was damaged by the fires. Now, that that's um that's a little bit concerning when you have an entity that comes in right after a natural disaster and said, "Hey, we'll buy it, a, you know, we'll we'll buy it bottom dollar. We'll, we'll 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 snatch it up right now." Huh. Interesting. So now you you have questions of, "Huh. Did you have any any kind of uh dealings with it? Did you cause this in some way? Did you No. Uh, interesting. Goodness, no. Perish the thought. Perish the thought of something yeah, like that. I'll yeah. do you one better than that. Guess what? There's already a book out about it. Interesting. So clearly something's going on. Something is wrong. When you've got a published book already out on it, that means that it was written before. Now, I know with the advancements in modern technology and stuff, you can write a book pretty quick. I understand that. But you're having a book published and, and it's out ready for mass distribution already yeah. on something that's less than a week old. Could be just a grifter trying to make a buck. Uh, it's possible. As you said, they could have maybe used like AI as an example and um, written a book and got it. Pub- but who would publish it that quick? That's that's the thing is like Amazon. The only one I can oh, think Amazon. of would be Amazon. Yeah. So if you just submit that, yeah. the, the digital transcript to them, they can print it immediately and, and have it shipped. There would be a, a slight delay, of course, because of you know printing and, and things like that. But nonetheless, I think they can do it. They can expedite it pretty quick. Well, uh, to, to have one out that quick after just a week, that's... Um, now, mind you, it's crazy. Not, yeah, it's not very big. If I, if I understand it correct, it's right around 50 pages, maybe a, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but it's right around that. But still, even so, we're a few days, like it's literally, what, 72 hours since this has been over, 72, 96 hours since this has been over, and mm-hmm. we've already got a 50-page book out on it? Well, maybe there is maybe there is a, a whistleblower or something. Maybe that, that could be something legitimate, and they're like, we've been warning about this for a long time and have been saying uh, we need to make changes, and uh, nothing happened. So now they, they, they're coming out with all the paperwork. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It, it's difficult to say, um, and it could just be a grifter that's um, just repeating, rehashing all the news articles and whatnot using AI. So it's difficult mm-hmm. to say without Indeed. reading it. 700 whole dollars he gave, huh? 700 bucks he and the old lady gave? Yep, $700. Um, $700. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he gave it to the uh, Hawaii Fire Victims Draw. Uh, oh, oh, that was, sorry, sorry. He gave it to the Hawaii uh, Fire Victims, and it, it, that that's drawn a lot of outrage from like social media and whatnot. Um as well as the uh, no comment. 
Well, I've got a couple of things here. Um, the Associated Press, take that for what you will, I think that's Reuters. The Associated Press is saying that downed power lines could have been the possible cause of the fires, as in the the start of it. That could have been it. Possible. Um, I, I just want to point out something real quick. How many billions have we sent over to Ukraine so far? Quite a bit. At least as far as we know. That, I mean, that's what we're being told. I, I haven't seen any actual financial transactions yet. Yeah. So out of curiosity, I, I look to see how much we've sent so far to aid Hawaii. There has been at least 2,600 structures that have been uh, burned. Joe has sent approximately, now this is this is taxpayer funds. This isn't his funding. This is taxpayer funds. $1.8 million in critical needs assistance. Ukraine, we've sent billions there's been multiple bills now that have sent billions in hardware, that has sent billions in like ammunition, weapons, training, and all we can muster is 1.8 million. Huh. That's in Hawaii, by the way. Hawaii, 1.8 million in Hawaii. I think what? That'll buy you a two-bedroom house? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to buy you much, especially in Maui. Jeez, it's expensive. In Maui, yeah, where it's $10 for a gallon of milk. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious where all that money went all that money um, go yeah well he gave his 700 did you include that he he did donate the 700 so yeah. did you include that into the overall yeah. total yeah yeah that yeah does, mm. biden has announced that he will well he actually did he yeah he did biden announced that he will head to maui next week you see he didn't want to get there too early because there's a lot going on on the ground you see and he just doesn't want to he didn't want to get in the way, I'm sure. So that's why he's going to wait for a week before he gets there. I'm not yanking George W. Bush's chain here by any means, because I was very, very disappointed in the things that he did. However, at least to his credit, he flew over Katrina. He flew over. He caught all kinds of hell for it, but he flew over it to see how bad it was the same day, or I think it was the next day after the, the levees had broken. But at least he flew over. Now, it took FEMA, which we're putting them in full force, apparently, down in uh, in Maui to deal with this. It took FEMA a week to find the Superdome. That's a structure you can see with the naked eye from space through one of our satellite feeds. It took them a week to find it. Can they find Maui? I mean, I know it's out there in the middle of the Pacific, but you think they can find Maui? The only reason they can find that one is because they vacationed to Hawaii. That is true. Yeah, that is true. If not, I'm sure that the Obamas could show them exactly where it is. Or maybe the, maybe Zuckerberg could show them exactly where it is. The White House announced that uh, Wednesday, which would be uh, yesterday for those listening, that President Joe Biden will head to Maui, the Maui disaster zone next week. Uh, he's going to meet with the first responders and tour the damage left by the catastrophic wildfires that have just absolutely decimated the island. Why are you shaking your head, Bruce? He's going there. He's going to go there. He's going to find an ice cream stand, I'm sure. But he's going to go there. Yeah. So here, here's my my issue with I, I actually don't have an issue with the president not showing up as at, at one of these natural disasters. His position is really it's more of um, paperwork. You know, I, I want him to make sure that the money's in the right place, that, uh, you know, logistics is set up. I want to make sure that I, I want him kind of making sure everything's functioning, that that the, the right gears are greased and everything. and but actually going there, there's there's problems of like security and all of that. So now you have the, the whole uh, rescue operation is going to be bogged down uh, and the relief operation because now they have to plan for security for the president. So I'm actually fine with him not showing up. In fact, I would rather he didn't show up 
And I would rather the government actually do the job that this is one of the things I think government should not take over and do, but ensure that proper funding and aid and everything is going there and helping um, not send taxpayer money necessarily, but making sure that the apparatus is in place to facilitate the supplies and the, you know, everything that's needed. So the logistics and everything, as far as funding and whatnot, that would depend on the state asking the government for it, in my opinion. If the state needs the aid, then uh, I think they should ask for it. But yeah, anyway, not impressed. That's a fair assessment, though, as far as the security matter goes. That is a fair assessment, because if you've got the Secret Service down there running all over every nook and cranny in a disaster zone, which they have to do, then that means you're just going to be in the way. As the Secret Service, you're going to be in the way of the, the first responders. So, yeah, that that would be the thing. But I, I understand what you're, you're saying there. You want him to be in there to be showing at least for the sake of a public persona. You want him to be taking the lead on something and acting like it's, you know, coordinated and everything. Do, do you remember when Hurricane Harvey happened? Again, I'm not yanking Trump's chain here because I'm really not impressed with him these days. But do you remember Hurricane Harvey? When I he do. went down there, Trump actually went there immediately, as in the water had not receded. And he was there immediately handing out blankets and food to people and was outside with a hard hat and gloves on helping load the trucks. And the media said, and I think he gave a million of his own money. And the media said, is this the best this guy can do? And not even just a few years later, the rebuilding after that hasn't even been completed. And yet we have the next president who sends a measly $700. He can't even make a comment about what happened. Is sending $24 billion, not not just, this isn't the only time. This is the recent uh, time. This is the current bill they're asking Congress for $24 billion with a B. And all they can muster is 1.8 million with an M. Uh, no, something's wrong here. Well, you're really hung up on that 700, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, in comparison to what Trump did, I mean, granted, Trump's a billionaire, supposedly. And the, the Bidens are, I would argue, probably a billionaire with all the kind of dirty dealings they've been doing over the years. Um, they've had multi-billion dollar deals with other countries, uh, the businesses and whatnot. And they're, what, what was it, that cancer... Uh, research. The Biden uh, cancer thing. initiative. Yeah. 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 Um, and none of it went to cancer research. Mm. Well, he did announce on Monday that each person that had their house destroyed. So the people basically that lost everything, they will get a one time payment of $700 per household. So that should help in Hawaii, shouldn't it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to quote here. He says this is what the account posted from uh, President Biden. I'm reading from the Twitter post on August 14th. OK, we're laser focused, <laughs> laser focused. We're laser focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs assistance, a one time seven hundred dollar payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. We have staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. Yeah. Actually, you know, now that you point that out, uh, that I may have misread this article and that $700 payment may be the, the way it was worded in the article I read. It sounded like it was Biden that paid it, but it's actually $700 taxpayer funds. Oh, the, the Biden administration oh, is sending okay. the it's that. So what you just read is what it's referencing here. Now oh, that I you, see. Okay. you pointed that out. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense now what this article is trying to say. So he hasn't sent any money at all himself then. Which is even worse than the $700 he would have sent. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, 
he is busy and those naps on the beach that is difficult those are expensive it is tough and then you have you have to decide what flavor of ice cream you want at the ice cream stand when you wake up yeah that's a tough and and those reporters yeah those reporters asking you you know what your favorite flavor is or just to make tough a comment questions. on something tough questions uh, real tough, tough questions tough. yeah tough questions i mean you got to think about those things it, it, you you could have at least given like the the no comment really you could have at least given just kind of a, a basic our heart goes out to the families something you know the, the the thing that every politician has in their shoe ready to go i mean it's like but no mm. they hate us they hate the average american Indeed, they do. That's the only thing I. That's the only thing I can conclude. That this this lunchbox Joe, this uh, blue collar worker that he tries to uh, to tout himself as. No, he hates us. All right, I I don't I don't want to, but we're going to give it lip service because that's all that people seem to be talking about. I don't like it. I really don't want to talk about this, but we'll give it a few minutes airtime. The Trump indictments. So I was listening to a timeline the other day laid out by another radio presenter, and he was referencing each Hunter Biden, I I guess, charge, for lack of a better term, charge that's been made by the House committees that's investigating this, uh, the things that he did. Within 48 hours of each one of these revelations coming to light, which we already knew about because of the laptop mostly, but within 48 hours of each one of these, 48 to 72 hours, so two to three days, there was a Trump indictment somewhere else in the country. There was a grand jury somewhere else in the country that indicted him on, on whatever. And there's no indictment on the actual crimes that have been committed. There's no indictment. Instead, you get the uh, the Al Capone charges of tax evasion or illegal possession of a firearm or something. That's what you get. Yeah, this is all. So the reason this is a big deal as far as the Republic is concerned is we've never done this before. Actually, there was one instance that we charged the president before, but that's for a speeding ticket when we still had horse and carriage. And he was, I never he was, <laughs> yeah, he had to go That's to court hilarious. over, over a, wow. a speeding ticket. Yeah. And that was, you know, obviously that was like a hundred and some years ago. Yeah. Sure. Um, now this is the first one of actual like, uh, BS charges that one speeding. Okay. You could argue. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's minor compared to what they're charging Trump with. Uh, this stuff is basically they're, they're short of treason. Uh, I mean, they're 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 pushing the edge as close as they can to saying it's treason without actually saying it's treason. Oh, I mean, he, he, they're basically calling an insurrectionist with the January 6th charges, more or less, and that he was instigating one. This is all just a this is a banana republic. Depending on how this goes, depending on if this goes to court and they find him guilty. Congratulations. We're in a banana republic. That That's what it means. Uh, if he goes to court and all of this is thrown out or he's found innocent or what have you, then we still have remnants of a republic left and there's still a chance. But if, if, if this, you know, if this is, uh, he's found guilty and he ends up in prison or something like that, it's a banana republic. I don't think there's any recovery. Um, I think, uh, I, I know that's dark, but like <clears throat> that, that, that's a tough one. That, that, that's yeah. Trump's been indicted for racketeering. Really? Okay. Here's What's, the thing. What's Racketeer. that one about? Racketeering. I, I, this is the one that I just... Okay, so this just dropped. This dropped this afternoon. This came out of Fulton County. Okay, that right there should be the red flag. Uh-huh. Fulton County, Georgia. That's where they mm-hmm. had one of the biggest voter ripoffs 
was in Fulton County, Georgia. They had the biggest problems when they started to audit things down there. And I'm, I'm not talking about the, the drop boxes. That's a whole nother problem in and of itself. But when we started sending legal teams in there and they started poking around and going into the actual warehouses where they had the Dominion voting machines, that's when all this started. That right there should be the big tell. Yeah, it should be a big tell. Um, and the other thing is those charges weren't supposed to be made public. I did read that. I didn't read what the charges were. But I read that um, uh, this was not supposed to happen, and it was uh, a quote-unquote mistake. Um, I'm sorry. There has been so many mistakes uh, revolving around this whole legal fiasco with Trump. I mean, they've had mistake after mistake where these allegations or charges, what have you, get out of the courtroom when it's supposed... It's like a felony to expose that stuff, and then nobody gets charged for it? Hmm. Hmm. A Georgia grand jury indicted former President Donald Trump on a racketeering charge, <laughs> which is the same offense, oddly enough, that the House Oversight Committee believes Hunter Biden should be charged with because of the uh, the money laundering thing that he did where he ran all the money through different shell corporations that we actually saw on the laptop. That's when he wasn't writing a check to a um, <clears throat> an escort service in Los Angeles to fly them first class into D.C. to Yeah, well, it's on the laptop. According to legal experts, federal law defines 35 offenses that constitute racketeering, including gambling, murder, kidnapping, arson, drug dealing, and bribery. We wouldn't have any members of Congress if we were actually enforcing these things, would we? I don't think we would. Very few. Very few. The law was originally intended to catch mobsters. In 1987, former United States Attorney Rudy Giuliani, who just happens to be part of Trump's legal team, indicted the heads of New York City's five families under the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, or RICO. Eight of them were convicted under RICO. On Monday night, a grand jury in Georgia indicted Trump for violating the state's RICO Act. Boy, these people got a lot of nerve. They really do. If there was anything, and I mean anything, if there was anything on Donald Trump, and take it from me, those that have been listening to us for a while, I am really not happy with Donald Trump. I'm really not. And I hate the fact that I'm sitting here trying to defend the guy, but I'm a man of conviction. If someone breaks the law, then they should be held accountable. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a guy that drives a school bus or if you're the president of the United States. Everybody's held equally accountable under the letter of the law, period, end of story. But with this... If there would have been anything that Trump did before he became president of the United States, the FBI would have found it. The corrupt FBI. And you know they would have found it, too. They looked through absolutely everything they could before he took office. And when they found nothing, then they started with the Russia BS. That's when it all started with him. They found I, I wanna, nothing. Go ahead. I want to clarify when you say uh, they found nothing in this. It's not like... He was uh, doing stuff illegally and then just sweeping it under the rug and they, they couldn't pin it down. It was literally, okay, the closest thing that Trump has caught, uh, done that's close to racketeering, the closest thing you can say is uh, the art of the new deal or, or the art of the deal, excuse me, the art of the deal that he does to where, um, as an example, there was, what was it, Tiffany's or something? There was, there was a business that he was, he was trying to buy a building and there was another uh, business that was competing with him. And he's like, look, um, if uh, you don't sell or, or basically you don't sell, I'm going to enact these plans on my building. And it was like some gaudy Trump tower kind of esque thing to where it was just like it was it would, it would 
That's real, it's real estate. estate. It's That's all New York completely legal. Real estate. It, it, exactly. It's all completely legal. But he was basically just saying, look, if you don't want to sell it to me, I'm going to have to do these other business plans or building plans. And it was just awful, gaudy. It would have lowered the uh, property value in the area, you know, it, that kind of thing. And then eventually he basically strong armed them into doing the deal with him instead of the other business. That's the closest thing you can come to racketeering. That That's like on the edge of being like extortion. It kind of, but it's still legal. They tried to get him. I remember when he was in office, I think this was his second year when they were doing the whole throwing everything against the wall, seeing if they could get something to stick kind of thing. They tried to do the whole thing with Trump and mob ties. If you recall, that was a thing for quite some time. All his business dealings in real estate. Um, hello, he's in New York. Who do you think runs the construction crews in New York? If anyone hasn't been paying attention, you have to go to the union bosses. Wink, wink. If you want to get some concrete poured in your business, in your building that you're building for your business. And they tried to get him on somebody that was the the like the crew chief of somebody that poured concrete in one of his casinos 25 years ago. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Somebody that went down for something back then. And it's like, oh, Trump knew he knew he knew <laughs> How? he hired the company to, to pour concrete. You know, you know, uh, another interesting thing. Uh, these politicians that live in that area hire the same people. So if Trump is guilty of that, then you would think the politicians that are from the area would know that you don't do business with those companies. And instead, they were doing business with those companies. So it, 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 no, it doesn't work. No, no, it certainly doesn't. All right. Uh, anyway, the whole Trump thing, it's a dog and pony show. They're talking about televising it. And his legal team has been talking about televising. That's ridiculous. But Trump's an entertainer. I hope, I hope they do too, but Trump's an entertainer. That's what it'll be. They televised the uh, the Alex Jones trial, so I'm assuming that they'll they'll do the same thing with this one. But at the end of the day, like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, they're going to lose the case when they grand jury it like that. They they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. Uh, so you and I know they'll lose the case if the legal system follows the law, the letter of the law. Uh, if they get I'm the not right judge, they will. Yeah, if they get the right judge. When I say the right judge, I mean the wrong judge. <laughs> if they get the right judge, well, yeah, they they already then, have the right one. Oh, do they? Did yes. they actually pick the judge? <laughs> they they already have the. Well, I don't know about the Georgia one, but I know about the January sixth one, for example. Um, this she is a staunch um, Biden supporter and anti-Trump, never Trumper type. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So right. she's already. Um, she donated to the Biden campaign. I forget how much she donated the maximum. I think an individual was allowed, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Safe to say it was more than $700. <laughs> more than $700. More yeah, than $700 that, that's true. Yeah. I think the most you can give is per household. You can give per dependent in each household. I think it's up to 25000 I think that's the maximum that you can give unless something's changed. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know just as well as I do that that judge gave that. They were buying their position is what they were doing. Yep. All right, on to. Do you got anything else on that? We'll we'll move over to uh, some international stuff. No, not really. No, that okay. that's um, no. It's just All right. uh, as you said, it's it's just a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bruce, did you know that? Um, did you know that China is our adversary? Did you know that? I uh, don't know if you if you knew that or not. China's uh, adversary no. nation. I, I no. thought China was the model. I thought that's who we were supposed to be yeah. mimicking. Well, and a partner and a business partner at that, right? We're, we're supposed to be, of course, we're being very sarcastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. China has celebrated the uh, Taliban victory anniversary and called it a, quote, historic achievement. The Chinese foreign ministry celebrated the two-year anniversary of the Taliban conquering Afghanistan on Tuesday, praising the group's takeover as a history achievement, crediting the Taliban for, quote, fighting corruption and improving people's livelihoods. Yeah, this just feeds into the whole um, Taliban. They're doing business with China. Honestly, the, the some of the stuff we've we've looked into with research and everything, uh, these terrorist organizations are already on the sides of communists anyway. So, uh huh, yeah, and have been for a very very long time. That's not a new revelation. The Chinese foreign ministry shared the same positive outlook towards the uh, the radical Islamic terrorist group in remarks during its regular briefing on Tuesday. I'm quoting from the Chinese foreign ministry. Listen to these these positive words coming out of the Chinese government. Two years on. With the active support of Afghanistan's neighbors and other countries in the region, the transition in Afghanistan has been generally stable, and the future of the nation is back in the hands of its people, a historic achievement. The interim government, which is the Taliban, has taken a number of practical measures in recovering its economy, improving people's livelihoods, prohibiting narcotics, and fighting corruption and safeguarding security. Now, I don't know about you, Bruce, but when I think of the Taliban, I think of all those things, don't you? Improving people's livelihoods. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Prohibiting mm -hmm. narcotics. But that doesn't mean that you're prohibiting the manufacture of narcotics, as you see. No, oh, no. Yeah, of course not. The finest poppy in the world comes from there and also comes from Xinjiang. Um, fighting corruption. Again, you obviously, when you think of fighting corruption, you think of the Taliban and safeguarding mm -hmm. security. Can't think of a more safe place to be. Yeah, I guess that's why so many people were clinging on to the, uh, the side of our military aircraft when it was on the, uh, the tarmac there taking off because yeah. their security was going to be uh, was going to be insured. As, as a matter of fact, the uh, Taliban spokesman, when the uh, government, when the transitional government took over, they said, no, you don't need to worry about women's rights. All women's rights will be protected under the Sharia, which means they have none. They yeah. have none. Uh, is this pic? OK, I'm, I see a picture here of uh, one of the foreign ministers, Chinese foreign ministers and Taliban uh, guys in full face mask like they have. Yes, uh -huh. that yeah. one. Is that recent? I noticed I noticed that in some of these these press events, you know, the, the way that the, the communist regimes, they always dress it up and everything for the international press. I've been noticing in China that they still have these. These are still these are still a thing on television. It's, it's just a it's a prop now. It's That's what it's become. It's, it's just become a prop. Well, but I do know they use this. them for pollution, though. I do know they yes. use those yes. uh, for that. So. Yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're trying to build that as a cultural thing there now. Uh, I don't know. That's it's it's just weird. It's weird. We're seeing people still wearing them now, <laughs> years after the pandemic, when studies showed that it didn't work. Yeah, I was around. Uh, I was around two paramedics today, and they were still wearing them. And when I say where, buddy, I'm talking, they were in the ambulance driving, just the two of them wearing a mask, wearing N95s. At that, I don't understand. Do you know how hot it is over here? I mean, it's it's roasting. You have got to be somewhat of a um, of a magician if you're going to get me to conform to that now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now that it's shown to be a big of, uh, as big of a farce as it is, and not to mention all the microplastics we're now finding in people's lungs. Wonder why that's happening. Uh, that's that's a new development, huh? I wonder wonder what could cause that. That's hard to say. On to some health news since you brought some of that stuff up. Star Alabama basketball talent, 17-year-old kid, collapsed on the court during a workout. 
heart attack, 17 years old, because that's normal. An Alabama basketball talent, do you know what that means? When they say that that's a star talent at 17 years of age, that means that they are looking to either grab him up at the university level and to go play for the college. Or I think I think that the NBA can still draft out of high school if he's that good, because that's what they did with uh, LeBron James. And I believe it was uh, Michael Jordan as well. They took him right out of high school and Kobe Bryant as well, I think. But if you're that good, they will pick you up as a pro right away. And that happens. LeBron James's son, I think he's 19. He had a heart attack during a basketball workout a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's 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 just it's all heart attack season. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's that um, I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water or, um, you know, couldn't possibly be something we required people to have to go out in public. Couldn't possibly be something like that, could it? I mean, not to be too conspiratorial after all, you know, I mean, we're not allowed to talk about how the vaccines for covid literally caused this as a side effect. Well, I say side effect. That was actually like the main thing it caused in uh, tests. Yeah. Wonder what else it could have been in the last two years that's changed because we've seen a skyrocket of uh, heart events and uh, cancers. Uh, wonder wonder what, what could be causing that within the last two years. Why, why would that be increasing? That's just huh, crazy. Didn't you say that YouTube has changed their policy on that? again yeah so they've they've expanded their policy to uh uh for health misinformation uh they're expanding that to also include cancer hold on a minute so first we couldn't talk about the vaccines we couldn't talk about that on youtube and various other platforms we couldn't we couldn't discuss that we we actually unbeknownst to us we actually got taken down and the channel got struck on youtube for medical misinformation when we were just discussing something involving that Then they changed it. Then they modified it to where you could say that. You could say that uh, it wasn't, the vaccine wasn't effective. You could say that. Now they've changed it again, you're saying. So they still have their misinformation policy. So you you can't share misinformation when it comes to health. Uh, And what they decide is health, um, health misinformation is on them. They decide what it is. So kind of like what you were saying, um, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, you can't talk about that on YouTube being effective against COVID, even though the CDC said, yeah, actually, we didn't ban it from uh, being prescribed. Doctors could still prescribe it. And there's studies that have shown that it's effective, uh, but uh, combined with other things like zinc, uh, as an example. But in this case, you cannot share misinformation regarding cancers. Now, the, the reason that stands out is because the COVID vaccine, one of the side effects was uh, soft tissue cancer. And it seems like they're trying to get ahead of the game because we're closing in on when the soft tissue cancers started spiking in the test subjects uh, years ago. Uh, it was anywhere from three to five years for humans. And here we are. We're, we're closing in on that three to five year point. So, yeah, it's interesting that they just now changed their policy uh, regarding that. Interesting. And the NHS, I'm sure on an unrelated thing, the NHS is uh, is launching a new campaign this week saying that um, they're going to teach people common heart attack signs as admissions in England are up 7000 percent in 2021-2022 compared to that of the previous year-long period. I wonder what could have happened between 2021 and now. There was something there was something significant. I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there was something significant that happened between 
2021 and 2023. And now we've got all these cardiac issues. At the very least, you should be asking why. If, if you don't think it's the vaccine, okay, well then do you think it could be COVID? I mean, and having known where COVID came from and that it was engineered and that our government paid for that whole process and gave the technology to China to do it, what, are, are you going to ask any questions or are you going to blindly continue following the government or the specialist class? Personally, I'm very, very skeptical of the um, specialist class now uh, because of all of this. I find it very difficult to just blindly trust anyone. Good example, the specialist, the expert class, right? Um, how many of you out there listening uh, actually believe in the UFO uh, stuff that's coming out from the government? And with uh, keeping in mind, uh, keep this in mind, uh, the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping, January 6th uh, had so many false flags in there that uh, law enforcement created. Just, you know, take that at the Russia uh, collusion thing that that uh, Trump did, uh, supposedly the Hunter Biden laptop. I could go on, but you get the idea. They've lied to us multiple times over and over and over again. Uh, they've lied to us on medical treatments that would have saved lives. They let people die for money. Are, are you going to continue to believe them? I, I personally am, am not. Um, and I hope that the listener has seen enough to to. Also, at least, at least question uh, the expert class. Just at least that. You're asking for an awful lot, aren't you, buddy? I am. I'm, I'm asking for a lot. Just, just like ask a question. That's it. That, 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 that is a lot in today's world, it seems. I, I think it goes to the, the culture of denial that we were seeing in the initial stages. It, even, even members of Congress that had their teenagers go out and, and get jabbed and they passed away in their bedrooms. They just went to bed and didn't come down for breakfast the next day. And the responses, the responses are, are all the same, it seems like, or, or they're very similar. And that is, we ask for privacy during this difficult time. And, and we just need to all understand that we never know how long we have. Excuse me? Your child is dead. This young man that died on the basketball court, the 17-year-old young man, the, this, this kid that had his whole life ahead of him, his mother who is probably just still in, in a state of, uh, of shock that her child is now dead, simply makes the statement, oh, he had a big heart. Ma'am, don't you at least want to ask? Do, do you at least want to ask a question as to how this could possibly have happened? I'm sorry for the loss. And I'm sorry to sound, I, I don't know if I'm sounding cold hearted or not. And, and maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being too direct, but I want people to, to stop for a minute. The average listener, I want you to stop for a minute. And I want you to think back. I want you to think back to your childhood. And I want you to think of how many people around you or even people that were that were around in your town that you really didn't associate with. How many of them just suddenly passed away without any explanation? I don't recall that ever happening. Now, I was actively involved in, in sports and, and social organizations. This is back when we had them before the days of smartphones and social media and mass entertainment and all the rest of this this crap. We did have the shopping mall, but that was social media for the time is what it was. Think of Facebook as a place you could go to. That's that's what the shopping mall was in, in the 80s. But I was involved in very active sports. I played baseball. I played basketball. I ran cross country, you know, long distance running. I did track and field. I did all these things that were that were very heavily taxing on your, your cardiovascular system. And I don't ever recall anyone, any kid ever having any problems. 
I don't ever remember that. Occasionally, you would have some kid that was on the team or that was in the school that had asthma. And sometimes they would get a little bit winded and they would have to take a seat and they would have to hit the inhaler and everybody would crowd around that kid. And you know how it would be when someone would go down, the coach would always say, all right, give him some air, get back up, back up, give him some air, right? And you'd pick him up, walk it off, right? Walk it off, it's fine. That was the, the norm, not this, not kids dying right there in front of people. And the lack of empathy that I see, as in when I see this, when we watch some of these, these horrifying videos of these incidents happening, whether they have like a, um, a surveillance camera or security camera in a school in the gymnasium or something, and the kids are running laps, and one kid just dies right there while he's, he's running laps. The other students, they don't even stop. They just run past the kid. We've lost our, our compassion. We've lost our, our sense of, of humanity to one another. I mean, it's bad enough you've got your friends literally falling over. That's bad enough. But you can't stop and ask if the kid's okay. I mean, he's probably already gone, but we just walk? We just walk past? What, what are we, China now? Because that's what they do. Honestly, uh, that all started back in the 60s when we started removing God from schools and stopped teaching morals and whatnot uh, to our kids. Not just at school, but at home. That all changed. Uh, yeah. Um, that whole idea of helping one another, that's still a thing here in small town. Uh, but in, in larger cities, um, you guys more or less ignore each other, right? Up there in the big cities. Um, you don't really interact and, um, yeah, it's so foreign seeing how people interact up there, um, or in big cities in general. Um, yeah, it just, uh, it's really sad to see. Even the, even the kids are, are uh, falling prey to this. Edward Dowd did write a book called Died Suddenly. I have not read it yet, but I understand it's it goes into like all the, the statistics and everything that's that's gone on with all of this. And I'm I'm curious to to give it a read. I just I haven't had the opportunity yet. There's several books that are that are going to be coming out. But I mean, do we even read anymore? Largely, do, do we? I don't think that we do. I don't, at least I, I don't think we do enough of it. But We've lost our empathy. We've lost our compassion to our, our fellow citizen. You know, even even if it's not your fellow citizen, shouldn't you at least have enough humanity in you to care? I mean, for example, I'm not a citizen of the country that I'm currently residing in. And if I see somebody drop like that in front of me, that's a complete stranger, you better believe I'm going to be over there helping that person as much as I can. Calling a, a paramedics or a doctor or whoever I need to call. Maybe I just come from a different generation. All right, Bruce, let's end on a fun one. Yeah, I, th I think that's a good idea. You know this debacle with uh, Transheiser-Busch, excuse me, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. You heard about this debacle. The Sturgis Bike Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, the biggest motorcycle rally in the world, the 83rd running of the motorcycle rally. Yeah, uh, the Budweiser tents, yeah, she was a little empty. We saw the, uh, the video of it uh, in prep and... Boy, there wasn't a soul there with the exception of the uh, the people that were working the booth. They were twiddling their thumbs. Now, for those that don't know, the Sturgis Bike Rally, that has got to be one of the largest events in the United States outside of New Orleans and Las Vegas, where we sell the most alcohol for any event. In any other year, you wouldn't find an available seat at a Budweiser tent, a Budweiser beer tent, at a Sturgis bike rally. But this year, they had plenty of seats open. Couldn't find a single person wanting to go in there. And there were plenty of people. You saw all the people that were there. The street was hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. yep. Bikers, people walking up and down the streets, cars, traffic, everything else. 
Not a single person pulled into that parking lot. Not a single person walked in any of those tents. Not a single person walked up to order a glass of water at Sturgis. Now, if you stand in between a biker and some alcohol, there's usually going to be a pretty big problem to yeah. give you an idea. Yeah. But this yeah. one, this one, they uh, they couldn't give it away. And you know what? Rightfully so. Uh, you got what you deserved. You try to shove something down people's throat. In general, that's kind of anti, anti-American anti sentiment. The shoving stuff down people's throat. That's kind of, um, you know, we, we don't really like that. Being forced to uh, partake in something. But we generally have a tolerance for a certain amount of it. Uh, this, however, um, obviously there was no tolerance for, and rightfully so, um, you're basically uh, supporting lunacy. Yeah, I don't blame bikers one bit uh, for uh, uh, steering clear of that area. And in fact, in the, in the video that we watched, you've seen a lot of people uh, kind of gawking, rubbernecking at, oh, yeah, look at that. You guys are not doing well, are you? Huh. That's just a shame, isn't it? Yeah, it's real sad. And on top of all this, if you think, well, it's it's because Anheuser-Busch isn't doing their best to partner with the right people. Think again. All of their merchandise, including every single one of their beverages, the cans, bottles, labels, everything else, they had partnered with Harley-Davidson motorcycles before the rally. They had their symbols all over their products, and they still couldn't give it away. It's almost like people actually do have a memory. And uh, that's good. The other thing is, too, this is a healthy amount of peer pressure here uh, as well, because um, a biker dude's going to see another biker dude drinking a Bud Light and they're going to be like, so you support trans like, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be. OK, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you yeah. see this over here? You see this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's a healthy amount of peer pressure here um, that's kept this going, I think. Honestly, I hate to see it for the average person, the average person that may work for them, that, uh, you know, gets a paycheck the through them. The, 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 drivers, the, dis yeah, the distributor yeah. drivers. Yeah, for sure. Or the, I, I hate to see it for the, them. Yeah, or the business that is just the end, because they're a consumer too. That's the bad thing about this is what you're saying. They're they're also the consumer. They're just the, the middleman, if you will. And they're getting middlemaned at the end of the day. Yeah. So uh, I hate to see it for them. Uh, but at the same time, you have to make this clear. You have to make this known. The, the conservatives have had a really bad um, track record when it comes to this kind of stuff. They tend to uh they tend to say they're going to boycott something and then the next week they're partaking partaking in the same thing they said they were going to boycott they, they they just don't have any stay power for that and this one I'm I'm actually surprised that it's gone on this long how many months is it now or are we going like 5 months something like it's that been, now it's been about that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive uh actually that it's it's gone on this long and they've lost billions uh from this and yet they're they're trying to change their tune but i don't know man i'm i'm kind of for making them feel it i i i want it to be known that you don't do this kind of stuff and maybe you know continue spreading this out uh if, if you're going to support um this um diversity and inclusion and uh, whatever whatever the equity and inclusion whatever it is the the die system that they have excuse me dei if you're going to support that no you have um, right <laughs> then you should die and i don't mean i don't mean literally i mean the business should uh you should go bankrupt i don't mean actual uh, i have to clarify for you know tos and legal reasons yeah. uh -huh. i don't mean physical death i mean it's all figurative 
Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to call that one. Uh, we're going to have to call that one done. I do have one thing to say before we go. This is in reference to what we kind of led with tonight about the Maui thing with Biden. You remember the disaster at East Palestine, Ohio? Of course you do. Who could forget that? Mm. Yes. Biden said that he promised to visit at some point. He did not specify as to when that was going to be. But you will be happy to know that on Tuesday of this week, Bruce, Biden flew directly over the town. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Huh. Did, did they fly low enough so he could, you know, did they like tilt the plane a little bit so he can get a good look out the window as they were flying over? Did they? Um, I, I don't think they came below uh, 35,000 feet, but they did fly oh, directly over. Oh. Well, maybe maybe they were ser- serving bottled water from that area. Maybe, you know, so he could, he could, you could know, have been. Uh, yeah, could have been, uh-huh. you know, solidarity. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So you see how much he cares. Yeah. He, he did fly over. He, he did make good on his promise. He said that he would visit it at some point and he, he flew over it. Flew over. Like I said, I still contend they hate us. Indeed they do. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Bruce, I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening.